<laughs> Can I tell you that our school had a tie? And so <laughs> it's come back around to relevance, I promise. Okay. Our school a had tie. a tie, like you could wear it with your college shirt. Oh, a school but tie. But when I bought it in year seven, like for year seven, <laughs> no one was wearing it, obviously. But like, because I was super into Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Who wasn't? Um, it was a striped green and black sh- tie. Oof. And I wore it with casual clothing. <laughs> and I just wanted you to oh, know wow. that. So you wore casual clothing with your school tie. And I'd say things like rock on and dance on forever. <laughs> <laughs> well, that hasn't changed. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Fierce Females of History podcast. I'm Erin. I'm Talissa. And I'm Lucy. And we tell stories of women that you should know about. That's what we do that is on this exactly podcast. It is also very hot. I think like I should say so this. Hot. It's been, I, I was down the coast on the south coast today, it was like 43 degrees. <laughs> Which is like a million. A million Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. <laughs> yeah, they're like, that's cold, you guys. No, <laughs> no it's, it's very hot. Celsius. So if you can hear some crickets or you can hear a fan, if you can hear me panting heavily, <laughs> just, us, just us melting into yeah. the ground. It's real hot, guys. Um, then just know that that's what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we still love you. We still want you to listen. And yeah. it's not even summer yet. Like, summer is, what, another couple of days away. So, straight. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you can't pick your guest um, guest hosts, so we've had to settle for the for the wildlife yeah. and the crickets, which that's... is... So just embrace the ambience, yeah. really. <laughs> I wonder if we could hear it if we all paused. Oh, my God, you guys, we literally oh. just did crickets. <laughs> <laughs> Actual real-life crickets. Classic. All right, background All right. for our jokes. It's your week. Yes, it is. So this week, well, so here's the thing. I asked my boss, who is Irish, Sarah, um, several months ago. I was like, so who do you think I should do? And she was like, you should do Grace O'Malley. And it's been several months and I haven't done it. And I was like, maybe I should get a move on doing Grace O'Malley because otherwise my job might be on the line. Yes. Because she's she's just a terrible boss like that. She would definitely find <laughs> me. Worst. Awful, awful, awful. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just give me a pay rise instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yes, Grace O'Malley, which is, can also be pronounced as... No, I actually asked her because I'm telling you, you would not think that it sounded like... Grace O'Malley is the English way of saying right, it. Right, okay. okay. I'm grabbing my phone out because I messaged her the other day to ask um, what, how to pronounce her name. She's done the prep work. Yeah. Oh. So Grace O'Malley is the English version of okay. it, but at this period in history that she wouldn't have been speaking English. She was speaking a different language entirely, and this is what it would have sounded like. Um, this is how the conversation actually went on WhatsApp. So I sent, how do I say that? I read that it's like Gronya, but I can't get the second part, and she sends it in her beautiful Irish accent. Oh, so nice. Say and her accent, man. Yeah, yeah. Oofed. It's yeah. lovely. Yeah. It's, it's lovely. Boss lovely. lady. Lovely. But that anyway. pronunciation is next level. So yeah, it's Gronya Niwolia, uh, but it's spelt like Grace um, O'Malley. <laughs> no, so Grace O'Malley. Yeah, I know. I just I, so I have kidding. questions about the things that. So it's it's Gronya Niwolia is how you say her name, but it's spelt um, G R A with an accent I double N E. N I with an accent, um, space M H A with an accent I double L E, and that sounds 
that's Gronya Nivolia. I have, I have heat strokes. That's really, it's really hard also, to listen all, to that. All I can think about is we're texting it on like an all these old school phones. Like we had to do T9, you had to keep pressing the same oh, thing like to get the old on. Nokia phones. <laughs> it would take them so long. Like, oh, I'm past the accent again. Like it's like simply an accent. I like, I love it. Don't get me wrong. This is no, no disrespect. I just mean like, it would take a minute. Yeah. <laughs> So Gronia is an Irish plundering pirate queen. Yes, I'm doing another, another pirate, pirate queen. Yeah. But this one actually went on the ship. So remember Saida? <laughs> she didn't go on the ships. <laughs> I love that such a low bar. Saida was Saida was working from home. Oh my god, totally. <laughs> yeah, she was she was pulling the strings. Yeah. Whereas Gronia is like she's full on she is a swashbuckling dame. Uh, okay, so Gronia was born in 1530 in Ireland, as you probably have picked up on. <laughs> <laughs> what was the name again? Gronia Niwalia. Love it. <laughs> in County Mayo, which um, I googled, looks positively idyllic. There's it's the whole cliffs over the sea, green grass, small white cottages, sheep. Skies that at times are clear blue and at others blustering grey. I had a glass of wine while I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> this is more detailed in my whole episode that I've got to record. Yeah, I've read it here. Um, other times blustering grey. The sort of place where a girl could fall in love with a handsome and sensitive <laughs> Irishman. No, no, please say all that again from the top. Lucy D. Yeah, so I wasn't really, I wasn't really into doing the research. I was feeling kind of crafty. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to make this fun. I'm going to make this fun for myself. I'm going to be a bit creative. So I wrote, skies at time, clear blue, and at others blustering grey. The sort of place where a girl could fall in love with a handsome and sensitive Irishman. Maybe a little enigmatic. <laughs> hey, um, do you creative write? Also, um, what half those words mean? <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> You think? <laughs> so she's born there um, in 1530. And at this time, there's a little guy named Henry VIII, who was king oh. of England and, um, you know, notorious lunatic, getting around a lot of women. And he's also claimed himself the Lord of Ireland. And he's the first guy to do this. And now this is a big freaking deal. So Ireland up until this point was kind of left sort of to do their own thing. But that's going to change. So I've got a little bit of context here. So in the early decades of the 16th century, Ireland sort of had two cultures. There was Dublin and it's kind of area around there. That was generally considered quite English and they regarded their the hinterland with a bit of um, nervousness because that was a frontier society, which sounds like a lot more fun, also a lot more dangerous. So the rest of the country was made up of the Gaelicised Old English and the native Irish people, including Gronia, Niwalia. And um, this is what I read, that apparently these people enjoy traditional pastimes such as stealing cattle, poaching castles, <laughs> feuding, intermarrying and vying for domination. Intermarrying? Casual. And so within um, these communities, there was a clientship system, which means that uh, smaller families would be protected by the bigger families and they'll pay tribute and that sort of thing. And then systems of that Ooh. all throughout. Now, she's an O'Malley or a Newalia, and the O'Malley's are clients of the McWilliams. So that means that the McWilliams look after them, but the O'Malley's also have people that they look after. We're following? Yes. It feels like very Game of Thronesy. Mm. It is quite Game of Thronesy. I, if you Google all the places, it's very <sighs> windswept and barren. Hmm. <laughs> Just like my <laughs> vagina. 
but someone had to make the joke. <laughs> so um, her dad is a guy called Owen Duvdara O'Malley. Um, Duvdara is a really cool name. Duvdara means black oak, apparently. And um, he and his family live in a place called Clover Bay. Also beautiful. Lots of sort of that, that um, isthmusy sort of situation. Lots of little islands. It's kind of Ooh. mystical. Cool. And her dad is the Lord of the O'Malley dynasty, which is one of the most powerful seafaring families of Connaught, which is one of the western provinces of Ireland. Now, these guys controlled a fair chunk of County Mayo, but they still were sort of controlled by the MacWilliam branch of the Burks. Now, there's a lot of names, so don't stress. It's fine. We're going to come back to it. I'm going to send out a newsletter. Please do. Um, We're going to need it. Now her family taxes everyone. They they're they're kind of unusual in that they're seafaring and they're landfaring, which means that they kind of they're on the sea and they're on the land and they're sort of controlling people everywhere. It's pretty straightforward actually, but yep. <laughs> <laughs> Go okay. Um so they tax everyone. They tax people on the land, they tax people on the sea, they're considered kind of pirates and um they they just they tax everyone. They, they tax everyone tax who lands. Agents. Yeah. All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> so the O'Malley's build this row of tall, moody towers um, along the coast oh. that they use to protect and to sort of do missions off. And the head of the family at the time is called the O'Malley in the same way that they'll be the Macmillan or the Burke. And I was thinking about this. I'll be the Dean. You would be the Ramsey and you would be the Bazaz, which is so much cooler. <laughs> the Bazaz is the, the Bazaz. I am no, I am the Bazaz and you will bow down. Like <laughs> Yours is a real thing though, the Dean, like a Dean of a university or... Yeah, but the baz- bazaz is just That's a lot. Cooler. It also would mean the tits in Arabic, which is kind of cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's super <laughs> you cool. You are the tits. <laughs> Literally. Bow down. So she has a half-brother who's called Donald of the Pipe. And of the Pipe? Of the Pipe. Like, there wasn't... Do you know, I probably could have researched the reason behind that one, but no. there, wasn't, there wasn't a lot on him. <laughs> so I think I always wanted a big brother because I thought it'd be nice to have a, a brother, but... Uh, I think in this era, I'd find them really irritating because generally they get everything and the girls get yeah. nothing. But yeah. she, this is unusual in that she actually inherits over him. So she grows up as a spirited Irish girl. According to legend, when she was a kid, she was like, Dad, Dad, I want to go to sea with you. They were um, going on a trading expedition to Spain, which probably at around the time was being harassed by our other pirate queen, Sayida. But she wants to go with her dad and Dad's like, uh-uh. Not going to happen, babe. Um, and she's like, why? And he's like, it's the... Uh, look, it's... The, I hate to tell you, it's the ropes. And she's like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, it's... What can I say? You're going to get tangled in your hair. What? <laughs> and she's like, oh. And she just cuts her hair off. And... <laughs> What now, Dad? Huh? Yeah. What now? So dramatic. And he's gets like, the race. <laughs> she does. She just gets the shears. Full just like, Britney Spears 2007. Full Britney moment. We don't make too much common No, about. no, no. But I'm just saying. But like, like, she did shave all her hair off. Mm. Yeah, Because she was frustrated She just cuts hair. it off. Mm. She's just like, oh, is that? Okay, fine. I'll grow, up, grow back down. I don't really get the big deal. But she does it. And he's like, well, the girl's got a point. And yeah she's like yeah so that was obviously a fairly feeble argument I mean, oh hns gotta be careful with those ropes yeah in my hair. so well i'm yeah. undoubtedly smarter than you and i'm only what like eight or eleven at this point she oh, gets she's the like nickname a kid she's a girl she's a little girl oh, so and um Bebe. she gets the nickname gronia of the cropped hair and she begins her seafaring ways now when her father dies possibly after getting tangled in the ropes, in the ropes? yeah maybe <laughs> is that really dark <laughs> 
Um, Bum's head. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's strange is that you picture Ireland in the 1500s and it's like, I'm sure that the men had long hair yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. You know? But what apparently getting, that's like, a story. Fades up to like <laughs> cloth? Like, what am I getting? <laughs> They've got long hair. They've got little man buns. <laughs> so like, oh no, we won't get caught. We've got our man buns. <laughs> Yeah, there's questions about that particular yeah. legend. Her father dies and she becomes chieftain, so she becomes the O'Malley. And in 1546, the age of 16, she marries Donal, another Donal, not her brother. Mm-hmm. Donal O'Flaherty. Flaherty. 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 Yeah, I walked around the house trying to um, say that last night. I was like, Flaherty. It was very hard to say. So he's heir to the O'Flaherty name, so he's a good catch for Grace, but she's still, she's 16, so she's a little girl. Apparently he was kind of not a great leader. People say that he was hot-tempered, impetuous, and just kind of, it's a bit painful he sounds like. But she has three kids with him. She has Owen, who is known to be kind and forgiving, but I wouldn't know, I've never met him. Um... Yes. Uh, then there's Maeve, who's meant to be like her mum, and Maeve apparently has a relationship with a man called the Devil's Hook. That's his That's name. his name. The Devil's Hook. Oh, on God. just on his birth certificate. I like, think it's I think it's something that he he um his nickname he got during his life, which like is called the Devil's Hook. Sounds scary. Um, fun. Yeah, I really wanted to go down that particular <laughs> rabbit hole, but I forced myself to stay on track. Apparently, though, the Devil's Hook saved Maeve from certain death more than once. So. The angel's hook. He sounds cool. And then there's Murrah, and he was meant to be like Donald and liked warfare. Apparently he beat Maeve, didn't listen to his mum, so he was a little shit, and he lived his life as little shit. More on that later. So that's the that's the family tree. I'm sorry for this. This is just taking so long to get to the story. No, it's but it's entertaining, I feel. Um, Not a story. (laughs) No, yeah. We're in the story, we're in the story, we're in the story. In 1565, Donald dies in an ambush that uh, was probably part of a dispute over land. So Gronia returns to her family's lands and starts living in Clare Island. Now, some people think that she grew up there, that she might have been raised there by Mm. a governess or something like that, but there's no real proof about that. Under Gaelic law, she was unable to inherit the authority land, so she had to return to her own land on Clare Island. But that's complicated because under the same laws, a woman was entitled to own property, so I don't really know what happened there. I didn't study the the law. Patriarchy. But she, well, that's what they say. They think it was misogyny. Well, that old chestnut. (laughs) Yeah. So she goes back to Clare Island and takes up knitting no she becomes a pirate so (laughs) not quite yeah so she takes up her piratical activities now she has three galleys which are these ships and a number of smaller boats and that's when she really becomes the whole land and sea thing where she the legend of the pirate queen of connaught is born uh and she would just tax everyone and plunder them and she's credited with just attacks from Donegal to waterford and there's one tale uh, where apparently there was an, the Earl of Howth, and I've been to Howth. It's a very cliffy place, okay. and it's lovely. He was inhospitable. Gronia kidnapped his heir and then demanded as a ransom the promise of the setting of an extra place at each meal at Howth Castle, which is probably the most funny thing. Must have been some good grub. But mm. it sounds like she didn't even go there. She's just like, no, I'm just going to put you out forever. I'm not even going to arrive. Yeah. You're going to have to set a table for me, set set a place for me every night. Just in case. 
So she probably had between five and 20 ships and they all would have been these pretty fast, sneaky little guys. Uh, so while at Clare Castle, she apparently takes a shipwrecked sailor as her lover, which is, in my opinion, dreadfully romantic. Oofed. <laughs> He's killed. And she's like, I'm getting pretty sick of my significant others being killed like she's getting Ugh. over it and such a chore trying to find a new one i mean Gross. honestly but if someone if someone <laughs> murdered is. my like dreamy shipwrecked sailor yeah. lover like i'd be like really you're like really this one i get the other one but this one Jeez. yeah oh god it's hard finding love out on the horse you go do it. you go do it <laughs> but that's it you'll set me a place and you'll find me a lover <laughs> yeah uh-huh effort so she she knows that the people who killed Sailor Boy are the McMahons of <laughs> Sailor Boy. <laughs> he was a Sailor Boy. She said, "See you later, boy." Yeah. His hair was too long for her. <laughs> he got caught in the ropes. He was a joke, so they killed him. I don't know what problems with ropes. This <laughs> is a mess. Oh. So, look, she knows that the people who killed Sailor Boy are the McMahons of Ballyvoy. And I googled also lovely. Just want to move to Ireland at this rate. <laughs> There's a lot of havoc going on, but it's very scenic. It's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but she decides to get some vengeance. So she attacks the McMahon Castle of Duna. And I googled Duna Castle because I wanted because I was very interested. I was taking a journey around it's like Ireland. You're procrastinating, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I was. But look, I've got a lot of detail in here. So You do. Painting pictures. And this is what came up. Hang on. And I don't know why I was surprised. <laughs> so you googled Duna Castle yeah. and Google Images gave Lucy a picture of a, a little girl casting a spell on her bed that has all of the Disney princesses and there's Disney princess cushions. The valise is Disney oh princesses. It's a lot. Um, so apparently, <laughs> that's the castle where they live. A lot of pink and a lot of purple. <laughs> It's still stayed up. It's been more. Duna <laughs> Castle. Wow. Five thousand years. It's heritage incredible. listed. <laughs> the Americans are so confused. They're like, "What's a Duna?" Because they call it a duvet. Oh, yeah. It's a oh, duvet. Yeah. Also, that needs to go on our Instagram. Very obviously. Yes, they will. Hilarious. That is gold. So um, she she hunts down the McMahons. And she kills the people who killed her husband and earns herself the nickname of the Dark Lady of Duna, which is very cool. Sounds like me in a bout of depression. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, funny but oh, true. Funny but true. <laughs> no, but like in general. I know. I said burrito went up in my Duna. Yeah, but like, you've got to. you got to do your thing. <laughs> no, what? The Dark Lady of Duna. I mean, I've got to keep that legacy going. Yes. <laughs> Having successfully birthed three children, proved proved a point about long hair and ships very dramatically, and lived out a heartbreaking romance novel, she decides to settle down again. So in 1566, at the age of 36, she marries a second time. This man's name is Ian Richard Burke. So he's also known as Ian Dick. Um, <laughs> We're so young. We're so immature. Yeah. Dick. Still, it's, Dick. I feel like he's objectively funny. Um, but he got his names not from what you might think, but from the ironworks at Burris Hole, where he lived and had his castle. No, that's what I, w- I was thinking that. Yeah, Iron Dick. She has a son with Iron Dick, a child named... <laughs> do we have to call it that the whole time? We yes. can call him Iron yes, Richard Burke. If we want, we call him no, Iron Richard Iron Burke. Dick it is. Fine. Sorry. Um, a child named Tibbet uh, or Tibbet. 
And apparently she gives birth to this child at sea and within an hour of giving birth, her ship is boarded by Algerian pirates. So she is really annoyed. She's like, I just, you guys couldn't just. Couldn't have skin on skin? No time to spend with the baby? Well, well, you you guys couldn't just like handle this one without me? Yeah, while I'm doing my thing. We've got some stuff going on. Out of, out, out of office. Uh, and so she apparently has to fend off the pirates while she's wrapped in a blanket. And then she leads her ships into battle to capture the Algerian pirate ship. I mean, Dark Wound of Duna makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a Duna around her. Yeah. Maybe it's the Princess Castle one. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, um, yeah, so she fends them off. And she's married to... Um, uh, I and Richard Burke for at least one year because according to um, early Irish law, you had to be, you could marry for one year certain. And that meant that after that you kind of had, because uh, it was kind of trans- transactional. So you, if you're married for one year, you got some of the benefits out of the marriage. Mm. Um, and apparently Classy. she divorced him after one year. He's like arrived back from somewhere and she just leans out the window and she calls to him, Richard Burke, I dismiss you. That is iconic. <laughs> Some people say that she like threw his stuff at him too. Um, but in other yeah. English documents, they um, they remain married. So maybe just a, a rough patch. But um, according to legend, she also used to tie the mooring boat ropes of her galley to her bed through a bedroom window so that she could get on board quickly if they needed her. So I'm just picturing that her room's up here and then the water's down there and there's just these ropes that are tying it to the bedroom so that she could just, I guess, like flying fox her way down. A casual abseil. Yeah. Real casual. Mm-hmm. The best part was that while I was reading about this, I was also playing music and Dolly Parton came on and it was um, <gasps> nine to five. And I was like, so I tumble out of bed and I stumbled into the bed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's another legend of her. There's an attack on a castle and she's in battle and so is her son Tybalt. And, um, Tybalt. Mm-hmm. And she thought he wasn't doing well enough, that he was a bit scared. And she shouts at him, are you trying to hide in my ass the place that you came out of? Oh, Oh. (laughs) a few things, a few things. I was like, that doesn't say a lot of, about, um, you know, sex ed back then. Knowledge in that time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I don't blame her for A, thinking that's where it came from and B, not knowing. I mean, I do. It came out of the shit three. It came out of there. Um, it just brings us back. Get to know your body, ladies. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Even if you're, you can be a pirate and you can still have questions and that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> just grab a hand, Mira. You're still a fierce female if you want to have a look at your vajayjay. I couldn't agree more. And yes. I, I just want everyone to just grab a hand, Mira. Just chuck a leg up on a toilet, lock the door. Just just get familiar. Just, just get, get familiar. to know your body. Yeah. You want to look for changes. Full disclosure, a baby does not come out of your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Not a science podcast. Okay? <laughs> but look, she's still not really over the whole death of her um, sailor boy. Right. So Aww. she decides to attack the garrison at Duna Castle again and she wins and she just takes it for herself. Now she's got the castle and she did it during prayers, I read, wow, which was significant nerve. because you're not much to do it during prayers. I mean, like, it'd be the best time to strike because no one's expecting it. Just so I know, because it's wrong, Talissa. Is it? Yes, apparently somewhere else in her history, there was another dumb lord who thought to cross her. He stole property from her and then he went and hid in a church for sanctuary. And that was, I mean, not like the best thought out plan, but she decided to wait until he starved or surrendered. But he dug a tunnel 
which is a lot of work. Whoa! And escaped. And then the hermit who looked like there's a hermit in this story who looked after the church, who had taken a vow of silence. He broke his vow of silence just to tell Grania off because you're not meant to go after people who have taken sanctuary. So he's this little hermit dude who wow. hasn't been speaking. He's just like, you can't do that. Like, I'm sorry. That's very dramatic. So, uh, yes, yeah, so that's another story. Wikipedia. So I went through Wikipedia first and then I went through my other sources. Don't worry, I do my facts. Um, but Wikipedia said that after the hermit scolded her, her reply is not recorded, which I think means that there was a lot of swearing involved. Over the next few years, England's power continues to grow. So by this stage, there's a little lady called Queen Elizabeth oh. who's in control. And um, but with with Grace with Gronia's help, her husband becomes he's kind of elected the successor to the McWilliam chieftain. But then the current McWilliam submits to the Elizabeth and puts Iron Dick's position in under threat. <laughs> kind of tensions are increasing. The English are trying to take more control over Ireland, and Ireland is trying to fight back. And Grace or Gronia is fighting back through a mix of ways. So there's full on battles and there's diplomacy so she's known to take high-ranking English dudes or people who are kind of elected on behalf of the English to she take them out for joy rides on the ship and they come back and like, oh you're great you're cool so she's just she's doing a bit of the old schmooze mm. and it works bit of saleswoman action there. yeah smart but it doesn't work 100% because at one point she um plunders this earl of Desmond and then he captures her and she's imprisoned in Limerick jail. But then Desmond hands her over to the English governor and then she's thrown into the dungeons of Dublin castle. And then Iron Dick rises in rebellion and she is released from the prison by the English on the pretext of bringing Iron Dick to heel. So he protects her even though, not, even though he's dismissed. Yeah, I think that they're still together. I think I they think that I think that fight. it was people th- say that they were divorced, but they remained allies. And I was like, it sounds like they're still together. Also, like she's still in love with someone else, and she's allowed to be, you know. Yeah. So I get it. Her heart's not fully there. It's buried beneath the sea. <laughs> um, yeah so uh but uh by no, by 1574 the english were getting really tired of her predatory sieges as they called them oh, okay. so they lay siege to o'malley in rockfleet castle which is um kind of iron dick's castle and now it's hers too but within two weeks she has turned her defense into an attack and the english have to flee now just kind of i guess for a little bit of reference it's pretty nasty at the time so in 1582, uh, there was a revolt in Munster where an estimated 30,000 Irish people starved to death. Wow. So, like, it's pretty brutal. 30,000? 30, 30,000. That's a lot. Shit. Yeah. And then in 83, uh, Iron Dick, Richard Burke, you are dismissed, is dismissed from life. He dies of natural causes. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> well, like, <laughs> <laughs> He died. What? How? Iron, Iron Dick dies of natural causes. Oh, natural causes. Um, but by this stage, she has got 1,000 head of cows and horses and she's got ships and men and that sort of thing. But she also has an enemy in one Sir Richard Bingham, not to be confused with Sir Richard Branson, who does not like Gronia. So Sir Richard Bingham is the Lord President of Connaught and that kind of, according to England, places him in charge of the area over guys who sort of been doing their own thing for a while. And he says, the Irish were never tamed with words, but with swords, which is 
in my opinion, not a great way to start. Mm. And he says that Gronia in particular has been a nurse to all rebellions in the province for this 40 years. So she's just been stirring the pot for four oh. decades. Mm. I didn't know what that meant. Just getting them, uh, getting them all riled up. So he captures her and she escapes narrowly with her life. Uh, and they just kind of, they just hate each other. So... So the Burks, which she's in charge of, uh, well, sort of she's part of, rise in rebellion, joined by the O'Malley's and by the Devil's Hook, her son-in-law. And um, Bingham orders his brother to seize Owen's land. So remember, Owen is her son. He's the nice guy. Right. He's her nice son. Mm-hmm. And um, Grania says that Owen actually offered hospitality and in return had been fast-bound and murdered with 12 deadly wounds. Ooh. Jesus. And Bingham says that Owen was made a prisoner and made his escape his escape and was killed as he escaped. Either way, that's not gonna help the tensions. Drama. So by fifteen eighty seven the Burke Rebellion had collapsed and Bingham is sent away to aid the Dutch against the Spanish. At the time, English and Spain they are uh, no mm. simpatico. They are not. They're not into each other. What year is at it? all? This is fifteen eighty seven. Oh, is the yeah. English fight with Spain later? Because I know that from Hamilton. Mm. Got yeah. it in. Got a reference. Woo. Well, yeah. In fifteen eighty eight, Spain launched its armada against England, and that was a big, huge, <laughs> bigger than Hamilton. Okay. Huge deal. <laughs> so then, in fifteen ninety three, her half brother Donald the Pipe and Tibbet are kidnapped by. Richard Bingham. And at some point before this, actually, Bingham has pressured her other son, Mara, to ally with him. And he does. So she's her son has just betrayed her, Mara. Oh. So Owen's dead. Jesus. Mara's betrayed her. She pushed him out of and, her um, butt and now going to betray her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Tibbet has been um, kidnapped along with her brother. And he's just, Bingham is just doing everything. He's adopting a scorched earth policy. He's just destroying everything. He destroys her ships. He destroys her land. And in desperation, Gronia writes to Elizabeth telling of just how much of a shit Bingham has been and how he's, he's awful. He's awful, awful, awful. And Bingham at the time has Tibbet and she sent a letter saying, no, this is just seriously, can you rein him in? And she decides to sail to London and put her case to Elizabeth face to face. So in 1593, she is granted an audience with the queen and she arrives at Greenwich Palace and she's apparently wearing a fine gown. Uh, She and the queen are surrounded by guards and she refuses to bow because she's like, she's not my queen. But then the guards search uh, Gronia's person and they find a dagger. Yes. And she says that she's carrying for her own safety. And the queen is like, oh, I approve. And she just like lets her come to her with the dagger and everything. She's like, no, fine, I get it. She's chill. Yeah. Then they have a big discussion in Latin because the the queen couldn't speak uh, Gaelic and uh, Gronia wouldn't have been able to speak English. So they speak in Latin. Which Ola. is cool. Yeah, just a casual... Well, actually, no, apparently it's quite a spirited discussion in Latin. And during this meeting, she apparently sneezes and a noblewoman gives her a hanky and she blows her nose into it and then tosses it into the fire. And I was like, why? And she's like, it's an Irish custom. Once it's used, it's dirty. And they're like, okay. Probably a good idea back then. I don't think they had much yeah. hygiene. <laughs> but they, they come to an agreement, Elizabeth and, and Gronia, and Bingham's going to be sacked. Grace is going to chill out on the whole support in the Irish rebellions front. But... 
she wants she has other demands Gronia. she wants the land and the cattle back that that dickie bingham took from her maybe i shouldn't say dickie bingham maybe it's just i love it i like it but she um she doesn't she doesn't get that and soon after she arrives back uh bingham gets his job back so it's not really that successful but she does get her family back um but bingham is still an irritating bastard mm. so the nine years war escalates and that's the big war between ireland and england and uh she tries to retrench her position with the crown but um in 1595 she complains again because Richard Bingham has just dumped all these trips on her land and he's just kind of making her and her people really really poor and it kind of she doesn't really get a happy ending out of it like she sort of lives out the rest of her life in peace but she dies of natural causes at Rockfleet only a few years after the Battle of Kinsale so that was the final that was probably the biggest battle between the Irish and the English. The big hurrah. Yeah. And when the Irish are defeated and it's the end of the nine years war and that's in 1601. And then at 1603, she dies at Rockfleet. Do we know how old she is? She would have been 73. So that's she's old. Yeah. But there's, um, and that's the same year as the queen. There's the queen died. And that's the story of Gronia. New Woolia. Or Grace O'Malley. Grace O'Malley. Yeah, she. what's interesting about her story is that it's not really recorded. Well, it wasn't recorded in the Irish annals. It was. She was recorded in English sources, which some people think is because they um, – just misogyny. Like they didn't want to tell a story about a fierce woman. Classic. Mm. But she's now considered a huge icon in Ireland and there's a whiskey named after her and Ooh. there's a poem as well that says – it goes a little bit like this. "'Twas a proud and stately castle in the years of long ago when the dauntless Grace O'Malley ruled a queen in fair mayo. And from Burnham's lofty summit to the waves of Galway Bay and from Castle Bar to Ballantra, her unconquered flag held sway. She had strongholds on her headlands and brave galleys on the sea and no warlike chief or viking e'er had bolder heart than she. She unfurled her country's banner high o'er battlement and mast and against all the might of England kept it flying to the last. Aw, those are... Rock on and dance on. England. <laughs> her son came out her ass because it would have run. And her son came out... Yeah, <laughs> the son and her son. <laughs> came out her ass. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of the Fierce Females of History podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in once again. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, there's a couple ways you can do that. Oh, yes. There's the Instagram, Fierce Females podcast. Facebook, Fierce Females of History, email, history at gmail.com. Or, and this time, it's actually not a weird way of getting in touch with us. It's more just get in touch with us out of one of those mediums. But what I want you to do, and the only way that we will actually read your message is if you do this, you need to describe in 50 words or less how you continue to rock on and dance on. <laughs> <laughs>